Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Hey, folks. Hello, everybody. People in the back. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Without further ado. Without further ado. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to get started. We should get started. We're yeah. Rolling. I'm right there. We're, we're, we're going to get started. <laughs> Welcome to the Interloop Radio. I'm Rachel Koontz. And I'm Courtney Sexton. Thank you for joining us. If you have not already, please remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and check out our website at theinterlooplit.org. For any new listeners out there here on the Interloop Radio, we delve into all things creative writing, whether that be inspiration or craft, publishing or editing, how to make a living, or just how we all sit down each day in front of an empty page. Or screen. Or, or... Face. Sky. Sure. We invite friends and local <laughs> chalkboard. That, oh, that's a good one. At just good. All right. We invite friends and local writers onto the show to talk about their writing journey, what inspires them, or to delve deeper into craft. But we're not doing that today. Not today. On today's show, we're just chilling. Not today. Say we're here to just say hi. Catch up. Courtney, how have you been? You know, rolling. Rolling with the homies. Oh, God, we're oh, old. Such a good one. <laughs> How many listeners will get that reference? Probably all of them because all of them, they're all too. They're all our friends. <laughs> so they know. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, how is writing? Well, so I now know that I have within me the capacity, capacity mm-hmm. to write a book. Yeah, because I just wrote one. Was it a book? How, so tell me how how many it pages was essentially was it? a book. How many pages? It was with references or without? Without the reference page, we'll it's... say like one hundred twenty-five. Oh, so, okay, yeah. it's a novella. Yeah, exactly. But for dissert, but but, but, but for, for animal science, for science, this is a dissertation because yes. Courtney just got her PhD. Right. So, She's Doctor Sexton to you, yeah, to all of everyone. <laughs> To all of us. <laughs> to all who celebrate. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that's what I have been doing slash writing, which, again, you know, it's a funny, this this journey has been interesting because I've really tried to keep my creative writing side alive and, mm. and the spark there, which, you know, there were waves of success mm-hmm. in that. You wrote a beautiful poem. I, and it didn't get published? Uh, sure. Grace and... Yes. Or Fierce Some and Grace. Grace and Gravity. No. Grace and Gravity. Furious Gravity. Furious Gra- you got that something was... published in Furious Gravity. Yeah. And I've done a couple essays, like nonfiction essays. Oh, yes. Yeah. One about Ram. Dog. Usually. Heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but point being, uh, it's been a weird journey because, you know, like science and academic writing forces you to do all of the things that like go against your core <laughs> in terms of like, like creative what? writing <laughs> like it's like make it more complicated make it so uh, people don't understand God. what you're saying which yeah. is not true i mean that should not be the goal of scientific writing but... actually speaking of which i was at uh courtney's disser- dissertation defense yes 
And I heard a lot of people talking about how it was like the most approachable defense they've ever been at because these people just hang out at dissertation defenses all yeah, day long, I guess. Yes, that's what but we But they do. were like, I can't believe how understandable it was and really? how like I could really grasp everything she was saying. And I was never lost, but I just thought it was because I was real smart. Yeah, no, that's great feedback. Because, yeah. you know, it's like it's because she's a writer. Exactly. OK, we need more that's science why. communicators, people yeah. who like know how to talk about important yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 So so there you have it. That's what I've been doing. What have yeah. you been doing? Okay, You've so had I some had shit this... going on. I've had a lot of shit going no, on. No, no, I mean like good shit, but good also, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had this magical two weeks at yeah. BCCA, Virginia Center for the Creative Arts. Um It was a residency. It was a residency. Yes. Um I was a fellow. A fellow. At a fellowship. Is there a non-gendered like is fellow a non-gendered term yes i yeah. believe it is but it gets confused because... there's no fellowette right which or fellow x no that no no fellow i think fellow fellow works yeah okay um but anyway it was magical i was writing before I say this and <laughs> piss face. off all our listeners. But your face. It was just like, you were just like, ah. <sighs> Before I say how things went at VCCA, I yes. want to give a little background information, okay? okay? I have okay. a five-year-old. Yes. I bought a house last year. Yeah. Um, I've had a, I had a full-time job for the past two years, which I quit right before mm. I went off to my residency. Right. Um, so life has been real crazy and writing has not been at the top of the list. Right. Okay. So I wrote a book over the pandemic. I was one of those where yeah. I made it very productive and it was really amazing. Um, it was, it was really inspiring. What I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was like, oh my God, I, I was there on that journey I with you. I could be a yeah. full-time writer. Like, you know, you always question like if I could, I were do really rich, would yeah. I really write? And yeah. I found out like, yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. Um, and so that was really amazing and inspiring for myself too. Um, and then I wrote the book and I finished it, I think like May, 2021 finished a draft. That I sounds say, right. Because yeah. when I tell people I finished my book, they're like, well, where is it? And I'm like, oh, I just meant. <laughs> no that's the i created a part. whole <laughs> a whole thing yes um anyway so i put it away may 2021 i finished the draft and then i just like put it away and so for those of you who are not good at math that was a year and a half before the residency right so um i had basically didn't write for like a year and a half. Okay. And I had all this other crazy stuff going on, like one giant anxiety ridden situation after, after another. another. Um, and then I quit my job right before the residency and I went there and I told them I was going to work on my book, but I just didn't feel like it. Mm, that's okay. And so I was like, I really want to write new work. I'm sick of my book that I've been working on since grad school, which yeah. was over a decade ago. And I'm just sick of it. I want to write something new. It doesn't even feel like me anymore. Mm. Um, and I, so I wrote six to eight hours a day every day, which is wild. It's wild. How did that feel? And like, did you, did you, okay. So like actually the physical act of doing that, did you type write or did I you I did like both. So write? I started with journal writing, uh-huh. um, where I just like wrote whatever I felt like with writing, a pen, on with a pen, paper. a pen and paper. Yeah. Um, and then I gave myself an assignment okay. to write a modern love column. Okay. So I did some like false starts for that, mm -hmm. which was also in pen and paper. And then when I finally found what I was going to write about, which is my daughter, I 
I like did some pure description exercises, mm. which we talk about a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. It's one of our one of my favorite writing prompts um, of her and and the stuff that I was talking about. And I did those on pen and paper. Okay. And then when I went to the laptop, I was like, where do I start? And mm-hmm. I actually did a bunch of research on modern love columns. And there is a shitload of information out oh, there. Yeah. I'm going to teach a class on modern love columns maybe well, one day. We did that. Don't you remember doing that in uh, we did that with Joanne Beard. That was Not one enough. of our assignments. Yeah. I, I was so bad at those assignments. Back in the day. <laughs> I actually so loved that. Like I didn't, it didn't get published. Joanne hated everything that I wrote for her class until I was finally like, fuck this assignment situation. I'm just, I'm just writing what write I want to write. And then she loved it. <laughs> that sounds like Joanne. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so they were like, start with conflict. So I was like, oh, I know exactly where I'm going to start. So I started like describing the situation. Then I was able to work in the pure description from there and yeah. kind of like make it enriched. Um, but yeah, so like I just worked on that for like four days. I think it's it it is I think when you're trying to get back into your craft, for me anyway, I always find it helpful to have an assignment. Totally. To be like, all right, what are the parameters? Because otherwise if I sit here Courtney and I talk about this all the time. We love rules. Okay. (laughs) Give us something to start with. Because there's way too many things that could just spill out of our heads. Exactly. Yeah. But I have also found when I, my process of writing is now like really wrapped up in the physicality of working on a computer and being mm. able to like think on the page. So yeah. like back, backspace, delete things, like cut and rearrange move things around, rearrange. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah, that's interesting because I think um, for me, the stuff that I write with pen and paper is much more raw. Yeah. Um, but that can be like a really good thing when you're being super creative. Right. Like when you're really trying to tap into like lyrical language and yeah. metaphor and imagery. Uh, for me, that kind of always goes with the pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then when I'm actually trying to construct mm-hmm. a piece mm-hmm. that happens on the mm-hmm. computer. I think part of the problem that I'm feeling or like this tension that I'm feeling is like uh, efficiency because I do Mm. make writing. Writing is part of my career. Like I do Mm -hmm. freelance and comms work and things like that. And so part of it is like, okay, you know, how am I going to get this done? So true. But that's why I break out the pen and paper because like it's a whole like it's a whole different trigger in my brain Absolutely. where I'm like I'm just here with my thoughts yeah and there's no obligation it doesn't have to be anything totally I'm just gonna think about this I really I used to be much more of a not like not like regular journaling but in my journals is where my ideas live right or historically in my life have right yeah but I like opened up my most recent you know notebook that I've been using Mm. And the last time there was an entry was like, the date was, I don't want to share. You know what I mean? So like, (laughs) that bad? Yeah. So I mean, it happens though. But not, but again, like not that I haven't been writing things, but like I've found that I'm, I have abandoned that. More visceral. Yeah. And I think I need to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, listeners. There you go. You need some, a way back in. Break out the pen and paper. I feel like that's got to be a song. The way back in. Yeah. Okay. Um. So 
that was amazing. We're, we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> we're amazing. Wasn't that amazing? Didn't you love as listening to us? As much as our <laughs> listeners love just hearing us chat, um, let's move on. Okay, so it was great catching up, yes. hearing about your writing experience. And listeners, if you liked that little check-in that Courtney and I just had, then you'll love our new series yeah. called Just Checking In, where we call our writer friends, find out how it's going, writing-wise, life-wise, humanity-wise. And, you know, just a couple runners chatting about writing. It's great. <laughs> if, you're, if you're into that sort they of They just thing. happen to be like, you know, famous, famous. slash well-known yeah. slash cool. Cooler than us. Yeah, cooler than us. For yeah, sure. For sure. Um, so you'll find these episodes right here on the Interloop Radio rotating on the channel once a month. Get pumped. Get pumped. Get inspired. Get inspired. Yeah. Get lit. Get lit. Get lit. Get lit. All right. <laughs> Oh, that's you you're reading the next line <laughs> is that me okay uh all right up next we will talk more about what else we've been up to because you didn't get enough of that uh and i mean interloop wise <laughs> <laughs> not just our personal lives um and hear from some of our all-star guests from last season it's been a good one mm-hmm. gather Gather. Um, you can gather in. Gather around, gather around for the second half. And we're gonna get started. We're gonna get started. We'll get started. We're officially getting started. Not teasing you this time. Welcome back to the Inner Loop Radio. We've been catching up, Courtney and I, and things have been productive, indeed. Yes. For example, this year, we've already hosted four reading events with some pretty amazing writers at the Deuce Pretty Deuce-Bash. amazing. Pretty, pretty amazing. We had Joanne Lita Mackerman. That's right. Shayla Sabri. Mecca Jamila Sullivan. Yeah. Um, as well as like a bunch of really high quality up and coming writers. For sure. From, from around. Yeah. The DC region. Yeah. The whole region is blossoming <laughs> with amazing writers. Every time Courtney and I think we've picked all the writerly flowers around here, a new it's true. crop it's true. comes up. Yeah, See, you like that extended metaphor there. I love how it just <laughs> slid right in. Sorry, pick it up, pick it up. What you're putting down? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, great writers. The event with Shayla was our biggest ever. It's uh, amazing. There were 85 people. 85. 85 how did people. we even cram them all into space? I don't know. Space? I don't know. Um, and Shayla's poetry made me get on my phone and immediately order her book. So, <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm going to write that down. I need to do that. I need to order Shayla's book. But let's uh, let's have let our listeners have a listen to a little, little one bit. of her poems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Field study. Politics of respectability or respectability politics. Assimilation, concession to the mainstream, policing that supports standard American English. Is my fight against the mad black woman in me a function of said respectability? Everyone hates a black woman. It's hyperbolic, but it isn't. Quote, women of color in America have grown up within a symphony of anger at being silenced at being unchosen, at knowing that when we survive it is in spite of a world that hates our very existence outside of its service. I've sat at a lot of different tables, have learned I'm pretty code switch enabled. 
In a bar in a white liberal loving city, a white woman moved my body to position hers against a railing. I'm too tall to stand center, she whispered, making me small. In the same city, in the same week, a white woman spat wine on me. I was choking, she barked without apology. To me, these aren't microscopies. I felt like society's eraser shards, bits used to fix other people's shit then discarded. Somehow still a wet nurse from actual babes to Alabama special election saves. Quote, my secret, I'm always angry. Bruce Banner, The Avengers. And why wouldn't I be? Daughter of a hot comb, I oscillate between flat and fro. This prompts people's opinions. Straight, assimilate. Curls, political. No reality of versatility. Everything a statement. The same extends the penis I frequent. When the field's a bar, I take note of what I've chosen to wear, my style of hair. You met me when my hair was straight bob clipped. The last time we kissed, I was rocking two strand twists. When the field abeds, some men don't give a damn about respectability. I know a porno when I feel one. Pump, pump flip. When the field's abed, I care about the girth of his finger, not what color it is. I want to be palm raw and hip bone sore. I want it on the bed, on the floor, in the back of my O2 Honda Accord. I want his fingertips to smooth over me slowly, fingerprint and follicle and holy union. I remember the serrated edge of breath and jut of jaw when I heavy panted over your fresh-licked earlobe. I shouldn't say these things. This I know. I was raised by good church-going people. Quote, In the context of American slavery, antebellum Southerners accepted the image of this sexually insatiable enslaved woman, thereby thereby characterizing all white men as victims of sepia temptresses. Cheryl D. Hicks. I could see why I should distance myself from this legacy. Note, even in this retelling of history, the women are light-skinned. I worry my family will be embarrassed for and or of me, that they'll be ashamed of what I'm saying. But I fear silence like the crustacean-crushing mandibles of the deep. Quote, Black women fashioned a protective silence so successfully that black women eventually lost the ability to articulate any conception of their sexuality. Cheryl D. Hicks. I'm not sure if monsters are born or made, but I refuse to be made monster of circumstances. I want to do things differently. Night blooming jasmine, downward facing trumpet of a tiger lily. Quote, I mean, nothing makes me feel more powerful than when a white man eats my pussy. <laughs> Ali Wong. <laughs> you called it a car accident when my thighs collapsed together in pleasure. Was I the most beautiful wreck you've ever been in? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you heard it. Doesn't that also make you want to buy the book? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's just blown away. There's this. Um, it's a blend of 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 things that like confront you but also welcome you mm. and it's like challenging and like pointed like mm-hmm. it's like you're implicated here but also come on this journey and hear about it yeah. <laughs> it's like a really cool balance so you too should buy Shayla Sabri's book Field Study from Macmillan FSG Originals okay so also big news just last month we celebrated 
nine years of nine the interloop years what what i'm thinking of all of the life that has happened i know i <laughs> like was just thinking like since 2014 the life of the interloop how freaking old were we yes. yeah. we were 30 i was what year is it i was like 27 28 oh, wow yeah i, I was still I in my 20s just turned 30 i think you had just turned 30 yeah and now yeah. I'm about to turn 40 yeah. <laughs> this year, um, which is I'm going to throw a big party, guys. And you're all invited. All invited. Um, We're pumped. <laughs> our big party is going to be our 10 year gala. <laughs> we Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, that a big party happening. for me. Yes, and then yes. the inner loop is having a big party <laughs> That's right. for our 10 year anniversary next year. Uh, but, you know, no, it's been an amazing nine years it when has. Courtney and I started the inner loop. We had nah clue no no not at all zero clue that it was going to become what it's become and it's like it's really nice it's amazing i mean we're sitting here saying this now and being all like gushy (laughs) whereas like a year ago we're like we can't do this anymore we almost gave up you guys you don't even know we almost closed down the inner loop like a couple of times a couple of times past few years but we got funding and then that was like oh Oh, you're going to pay me to do it? Okay. 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 I, I, I can, I can, I can make it. some space. I can keep doing this. <laughs> no, I mean, so we're joking. it came at just the right time. It did. We, it was a lot of work, a lot of labor of love for a Because when you time. get in your upper 30s, you yeah. got a lot of life, man. You got a lot of life. You got priorities. You got things you got going, other stuff on. going on. You know, so. yeah, it's been a journey, but yeah. we're really, really proud and grateful and excited to see, you know, what. Yeah, the community has been like as vibrant as ever. For sure. I feel like we have so many exciting things going on this year. Like, again, like having actual paid staff is like done wonders for like getting our programming in order, making plans for the future. Um, We got a lot of exciting stuff going on, guys. I'm not going to tell you all about it, but the gala is one. You should get excited about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, another thing we did last year that I'm really proud of um and our loyal loyal listeners probably already know this i'm not telling you anything you don't already know but we hosted this amazing series of inspiration takeovers here yeah. on the interloop radio um over the pandemic because we couldn't do this tete with each other or with our our beloved writers so we just sent them instructions on how to do like a monologue where they just talked about writing their writing process what inspires them how they were continuing to write in such a dark time time yeah um and it was the most it was beautiful really, really cool. thing we they let us in like i mean you all and our writers everyone lets us in every day right yeah. but like this was these intimate it was an intimate at look. home moments that again like was one of the beautiful things that came out of the pandemic yeah. beautiful and terrifying right like we really saw each other in, right. in, in deep ways which can be scary <laughs> yeah um, yeah. And I think, yeah, even in the wider world on like news organizations mm-hmm. and stuff, they were like, oh, it's so interesting seeing people in their mm-hmm. elements. And this was like a very deep look of, yeah. at writers in their elements who are generally like private people and For you sure. get the whatever persona they offer you. And I'm sure like, you know, it was still polished. They weren't just walking yeah, around yeah, with yeah, a recorder. Yeah. Um, but still, it just felt like lovely like a real connection is going on Mm -hmm. and it was in fact inspiring yeah yeah so we decided um 
basically to keep that going. That's right. But let's hear let's hear a couple excerpts from what we what we did last week. We'll give you a sense of what we're talking about here if you're not familiar. But when things become stagnant, I make it a point to do something more hands-on. I mean, my last small project was making hummingbird feeders from uh, soy sauce bottles. My partner and I made two and painted the glass with the flowers a hummingbird might fancy. Um, hanging them up on the crepe myrtles outside, we saw birds come by in like no time. Uh, they appear every afternoon when I remember to fill them. And I can sit outside and just listen to them whir around like little futuristic vehicles and enjoy the sun and cool air. Uh, being present with them and like seeing how we both mutually benefit from this very, you know, simple relationship is peace inducing. And, uh, you know, these moments have worked to get my brain ticking at a certain wavelength. Um, and it also provides like just satisfaction of having completed something that is bringing joy to someone or something else. Right. Or maybe just relief to the bird, to be honest. I found that across my timeline and on the news, I kept witnessing death and murder. It got to be that I could no longer watch the news. I could only listen to it on the radio in the mornings. So I began the search for bits of joy within because that's what I needed to avoid surrender to the melancholy. I found those bits of joy and sunlight slanting across my living room in the late afternoon. The scent of cut grass, deer grazing outside my window, witnessing the blooming and reblooming of my geranium, and belly deep laughs with my girls. Eight months ago was spring, and I began learning the names of the birds outside my window. They were the same birds as the year before, but I hadn't really understood their call until time slowed. I'm fortunate to live by the woods, and I found out that the trees on my morning walk with my dogs had names too. One day, two tall trees fell into each other, and they are still holding each other up. And I've decided that the space of the natural world is now my classroom. The haiku form for me presented an opportunity to reconnect with nature and my surroundings, to also reflect on aging and death as I move towards turning 70. My approach to the 17 syllables and three lines of 575 of the haiku was to create a visual triptych. I have written a number of jazz haiku. Um, this was formed, was made popular by James Emanuel, an African-American poet who lived in Paris for many years and died in 2013. I corresponded with Emmanuel and published a few of his jazz haiku in the U.S. Writing a, a jazz haiku might consist of the following. Identifying a jazz music musician or jazz composition. Asking the question, how does one turn listening into seeing? How can one bring improvisation and movement into the haiku? How can one line riff on another? You just heard Lucian Madison, Kia Jefferson, Melissa Scholes Young, and E. Ethelbert Miller from our Inspiration series back in 2020. Okay, so you can see what I mean, right? Yeah. 
I remember, I mean, this brings me back to when I listened to them the first time. Right. I was just like, what? <laughs> and then after you listen to them, you're like, all I want to do is write right exactly. Um, so if you missed any of those episodes, they are still available in our archives right here on the Interloop Radio. Um, you should definitely go back and check them out. But some people's voices were so good, too. Like, I know. Just, like, People very have calming. good radio voices. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Um, the good news is. The good news is. <laughs> We are reviving. I'm reviving. I'm alive, I swear. We are reviving the series this year with a new batch of writers. Yes. And we are so excited. Uh, and great news again. Inspiration Takeovers will be right here on the Interloop Radio, rotating once a month. Yes. So you don't have to go anywhere. They will come to you. That sounds like a lot of special episodes, Rich. <laughs> it's true. There will be a lot of special episodes, but we still have our regular interview episodes in between all the specials. So yes. if you love me and Courtney and our silly banter, you'll still, you'll still get that. It's still coming at you a couple of times a month. We'll keep doing those interviews. That's right. But we really wanted to bring the community back to the community. <laughs> <laughs> for real, though, for real. Oh, so, yeah, don't fret. They're here to stay. Get it here. Like, oh, like, oh, you guys can't see my scripts, no. but but because you can only hear, hear it. it. Like, ha! It, uh, ah, uh, yeah. No. Okay, all right. Fine. Why don't you leave the puns to oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Don't okay. worry, I'm not coming for your crown, girl. You can keep it. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, enough. What's next? Okay, this one you're gonna love. You're getting a quiz. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. 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 Well, why? Yeah. I'm not telling you, but I hope you're ready. And listeners, stay tuned to see if Courtney's got the chops. I don't know what this means. Welcome back to the Interloop Radio. We turn now to a little segment I like to call Quizzing Courtney. Do you like to call <laughs> All right. All right. You ready, Court? You ready? Uh, guess, you ready? She ever. doesn't even know what she's getting quizzed on. But we just celebrated our nine-year anniversary, oh, as no. we said. Is this like Interloop history? <laughs> oh, my God. This was, James, this was Skinny's idea, Okay. By the way. Um, so I thought a little wow. uh, Interloop and DC lit, lit okay. sort of um, oh, trivia now would be apropos. All right. Okay. So. Um, we recently actually had a conversation with one of our board members at an event. I think, yeah, yes. And we were arguing about exactly how many MFA programs there oh, are in the, DMV. Right, in the DMV. So DMV includes Baltimore, um, D.C., and the little part of Virginia that's actually like within driving distance. And by Baltimore, you mean Maryland, which is a state. All of Maryland. Sorry. Yes. All of Maryland up to Baltimore. <laughs> yes. I just meant to say we are including Baltimore yes, correct, as correct. part of the DMV. So yes. that's arguable. Yes. DMV plus Baltimore. Plus like, yes. So how many okay. MFA, MFA programs? programs? Not just, not creative Not writing, undergrad. Not, okay. 
not M-A, M-F-A, okay. in the DMV. Okay, give me a second. And can you name them? You can go ahead and name them out loud okay. if you like. Does it, does it count like the Hopkins Writers Workshop? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, we've got that one. All right, Johns Hopkins. Hopkins. Micah? No, there's his nope. undergrad. Right. Okay. Um, St. Mary's. No. Nope. Undergrad. Okay. UMD. Yeah, let's get the obvious ones yeah. out of the way. All right. UMD. UMD. I'm going, I'm picturing okay. the okay. map All in right. my head. Fair, okay. I need fair. to like go around. Fair. Uh, UMD. <laughs> um, American University. Mm-hmm. The only one that's actually in DC. In DC. Uh, George Mason. Mm-hmm. American George Mason, University of Maryland, Johns Hopkins. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you're taking too long. All right, I give up. Goucher. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was trying to see. Yeah, go. I was like, go, what? Goucher. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And the University of Baltimore. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. It's a creative writing slash publishing. Cool. MFA. All right. Right on. Um, So how many is that? Five, we said? Six? Six. Six. There are six MFA programs. Plus a slew of amazing non-MFA programs. programs Yeah. Okay, so uh, just ballpark me here. How yeah. many nonprofits are there in the Washington D in Washington D.C. proper? Okay, wait. Register. By nonprofit, do you mean all nonprofits? Do you all. mean arts and culture nonprofits? All, all registered nonprofits. Registered five hundred one C. I don't know if you guys know this. I mean, everybody who's listening is probably from the area, but D.C. is the capital of nonprofits. Oh fuck yeah! So yes. I want Courtney to try to ballpark me a number for how many in the D.C. proper. In D.C. proper. Okay. That are registered in D.C. Entity is registered in D.C. Correct. D.C. Okay. (laughs) Hi. And mind you, D.C. is small. D.C. is small. It's teeny. And you have to have an address in D.C. to register there. I'm going to say 10,000. Ooh, that was a good guess. 13,600. I was going to say between 10 and 15,000. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And one little inner loop. One big inner loop. <laughs> oh no, but like located within one little inner loop also. <laughs> anyway, okay. Oh god. Yep. Okay. Uh all right. So now let's get inner loop specific. All right. That's one of these I do for hmm. I'm gonna do this one. Hmm. In what year did the inner loop start each of its programming areas? Ooh, okay. So readings easy. Readings in 2014. Yep. Retreats. 2015? Correct. Yeah. Podcast. Uh, six. Uh, 15. Uh, oh, wow. 2007? Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Residency? 15. Uh, 16. You don't even know when your own My program residency. started. Well, we started it. <laughs> it's one less year of residencies than readings, right? Or is it two? So was it two. 2016? Okay. 2016. 2016. Podcast in 2017. Yes. And author's corner? Oh, man. <laughs> 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 That's the pandemic. It doesn't count. Um, t- 2020. Nope. No, 2021. Man, you got a lot of those wrong. I'm impressed. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> like roughly 2021. So yeah. just a recap. Readings recap. 2014. Yes. Retreats 2015. Residency yeah. 2016. Podcast 2017. So that's a new program every year for the first four years. Yeah, that's pretty Then intense. we took a six-year break <laughs> where we were like, let's from get adding program. <laughs> we're like, we are not adding another fucking thing. Um, and then we started Authors Quarters. So that's right. Okay. okay. 
Um, so close your eyes. Okay. Oh, wait. No, we'll what? come back to that one. Ah. You can keep your eyes open. Okay. All right. At what venue has the inner loop hosted the most readings? A, this, this answer might surprise you. Okay. A, Shaw's Tavern. Okay. B, Colony Club slash Doubles. Uh-huh. We'll count that as the same one. Uh-huh. C, Johnny Pistolas. Ooh, I'm going to go with Johnny Pistolas. <clears throat> nope, Shaw's. okay in my head (laughs) i was like oh she says it's surprising it's got to be doubles but then i was like no it can't be it was doubles colony club by a long shot we had 24 events at colony club wow and then 15 at shaw's tavern and 13 at johnny okay and johnny pistolas i was surprised to find out was like we started there as early as the fourth event. Yeah. And, and then, then we, we stayed, stayed there, there for quite a while. For a while until, wait, let me look at this. Uh, so we, until freaking 2016. It was also, did you include, because it was the carriage house still. When yes, we I first did. Started I going did there. include the carriage yeah. house. Yes. Yeah. And that was the fourth event ever of all wow. time. And the Colony Club won uh, because in 2017, oh, right. because we did that them was the only one. I remember at the old the old oh, yeah. patio before they before 2017 we held all but two events at colony club wow and that's really what put them over the edge that's awesome shaw's tavern is catching up colony club is now doubles by the way for all of you colony club doubles recall same, same thing. thing same thing all right last one close your eyes okay how many episodes of the you know, loop radio have we recorded oh, yeah. why am i closing my eyes <laughs> because it's at the top of our script oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man Oh God! Um, I should know because I was just looking through the like catalog. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm gonna say like eighty. Oh, that's a good guess. Yeah. Seventy-five. Yeah. This is right. our seventy-fifth episode. Yeah. See, I don't know what that's left. Look at you. I wasn't a it guess. Was the it was one, the was only the... one you got right, <laughs> <laughs> or close to right. Yeah. Hey, no, I got the, I got the, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there you have it. That's it. Interloop history. That's till. That's till. Till no. next time. <laughs> That's our show. We'll be back next Monday with our one of our new inspiration takeovers. I'm excited. For those. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, if you would like to learn more about the Interloop, which maybe I should, um, <laughs> and all of our programming, visit us at theinterlooplit.org, where you can also donate. Hey to support us and all this programming and local literature which is all free to you so yeah. you know by the by yeah uh you can also follow us on the socials facebook instagram and twitter at the interlude lit today's episode was produced by me rachel coots and our theme music is by andrew logan and our technical advisor is james skinner and if you enjoyed today's episode dm me <laughs> slide into our DMs. <laughs> um, maybe better yet, you could leave us a review. That'd Such be great. Damn, the Interloop Radio got a glow up. The new season sounds straight fire. I'm sorry, what now? Wait. The Interloop now? Radio hits different? You know, I teach undergrads. <laughs> You're like, I know this. And I'm feeling this vibe. It's slaps? It's vibing. It's, oh, what? <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm no. I'm about to no. slap you. Come on. You know you're dead. Dead. D-E-D. Dead. <laughs> I do love that one, actually. Uh, anyway, it's, what? What's this? <laughs> I don't even know what we're saying. You're supposed to have a comeback here. <laughs> it's giving desperation at best, is what Rachel is telling me to say. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney got the clap back. I don't know what that means. Clap back. Oh, okay. 
It's a comeback. It's clap back. Clap back. Clap back. Yeah. Okay. It's giving desperation because we're so old trying to use Zillennial. Oh, uh, Zilla, is that a thing? No, it's the Zoomers. Zoomer. Jesus Christ, there's too much. Too much. What about the ex- Zoomer lingo? I've heard Xennial, which is like the elder millennials are referred to as Oh, I'm an ex. Yeah, a, we're Xennials because yeah, yeah. we had like the influence of Gen X. But... Yeah, but we're actually millennials. Yeah. But we're like at the top of it. We're at the top. No. Because we did not come of age with the digital. Like we were. We grew up without the internet. Yeah. And then, and even college, I, I had I had it. Uh, yeah. But it was but it not. Wasn't... Mm-mm. 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 Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, don't forget to subscribe, subscribe for more of this amazing content. <laughs> subscribe and never miss an episode. Happy writing. Right on.